Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bias Aside, the podcast about everything NBA. My name is Naj, and as always, I'm with Jeff and JD. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? What it do? Glad to see you fellas again. Yeah, excited to be back. Always good to see y'all on a Wednesday, man. What y'all been up to? (laughs) Nothing much, really, honestly. Nothing much. Just watching a lot of basketball, just... Keeping a, uh, I mean, we'll we'll get into all that. We'll get into everything we're gonna get into, but you know, I, absolutely. My life's not important right now. We have too many important topics, so we'll get back to me at a later time and date. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really get. It. I, I ain't got nothing. I have nothing to impress the viewers. <laughs> like I don't have no like. You know, it's crazy though. If you watch a lot of the sports centers and like our ESPN and Fox Sports, a lot of the broadcasters just went on their vacations because this is a good time to go, so, because it's like right before the playoffs kick in and all that. And I'm cracking up because I'm like, I have nothing. They're all like, we just got back from Croatia and Brazil. And I'm like, ah, we got nothing. So when you ask me that question, I can't compare to that. That's why I didn't say anything. That's it. Y'all got some Y'all got some vacations coming up? or, or yeah, I mean, you don't got to tell people where y'all going, but y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm, I'm Anything in on the books. I'm in a house buying mode. So every single dollar right now uh, uh-huh. matters. So I will be going nowhere for the rest of the year. I invited both of uh, I I invited both of my friends from this podcast on a vacation, (laughs) and I was uh, (laughs) by by both of them. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you know I'm gonna go on this little trip by myself. We were the boat boys. We were the boat boys last month. Don't act like we were not just on the boat together. We were boat boys. That was not last month. That was was two months ago. Two months ago. Barely, barely two months. Welcome to March, JD. Welcome to March. Welcome to March. Jeff told me to save my pennies so I can help him with his house buying. So, you know, I'm over here just, you know, saving <laughs> for you, Jeff. Yeah, man. Contributions. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of welcome to March. Oh, what if people like wanted us to do like a a little college thing or something like that? Oh, March Madness. March tap Madness. In, tap in. Let us. Yeah. Tap in. Let us know if you want us to talk about that. If we get enough. People we can give you some in. predictions. I don't yeah. watch college basketball like that, but I'll, I'll give you some predictions. For sure, yeah. No, if enough people tap in, if y'all want to hear it, we won't we won't waste your time. But if y'all want to hear it, y'all let us know. Yeah, let yeah, us know. Yeah. We can we can make it happen. Let us know in the comments. JD, why don't you take us into our first topic? All right. What if I told you? Remember those thirty for thirties? What if I told you that a young and promising team would have a downfall like no other? And we are talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. They have Ooh. been in the news lately. Uh, just some headliners. John Morant will be suspended, or he is suspended right now. And I guess the proper word would be like he's taking time away from the team due to a couple incidents off the court. Dylan Brooks, I believe, was suspended one game. Brandon Clark is injured. He's out for the season. And right now, Steven Adams is also out. So I want to get your thoughts on this Memphis Grizzly team. In the beginning of the year, we said, you know, they were contenders. We thought they could go pretty far. Um, And for a hot minute, they were pretty much everyone's top three, top four teams in the league. And it seems right now they are on a downward trend to the point where we don't know if Jaws coming back is getting kind of scary. The Kings have caught them for the second place in the Western Conference. So what's your opinions on all of it, the whole Memphis Grizzlies situation? I think I would say I can't remember the last team... That was a young up and coming team that was this hard to root for. I feel mm-hmm. like every time there's a young up and coming team, everyone gets behind them. Like, I like them. They're young. They have energy. They're not scared of anyone. And they do have all those qualities. 
but it's not likable and i've never seen that before like i've never seen that type of response to a young team like that before and it's just crazy how they've made such a turn and no one really likes them anymore and it was really quick too because usually it takes a couple years for people to jump off the bandwagon right teams we're only like one season in like it it, it happened to the warriors right like i'm sure nice you see the the warrior hate go up Every after every championship, you know, at first it was like Steph and Clay, the two young boys, the shooters, and now it's like, okay, we're sick of them, move on. You know, I, that's not how I feel, but yeah. you know, you can see the sentiment on the internet. How you feel, Notch? Just want to start off by saying I'm not for the antics, man. <laughs> I've said before, I'm not for the antics, and the Memphis Grizzlies be about them antics. The bro. Memphis antics constantly. The Memphis antics, bro. This is what it's what they do, bro. It's what they do. They talk way too much online. They do way too much. I won't get too into it because that's not really our vibe here on this show. I'm gonna keep the good vibes going. But just know. No, I'm playing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I this like on the serious like on a serious tip, yeah, I, I do think that they really they're just it's a lot of it's a lot of talking. It's a and it's not like I don't know. It's just like not in a good way. It's just it just to me comes off uh, not overly confident because I think that's a good thing, but it comes off arrogant and mm-hmm. it comes off like I think that's fine. If you know, like the reality, like, you know, you're a young team, you know, you haven't really accomplished anything, you know, you haven't done any, anything or whatever. And you're just like, you know, I'm going to just I'm going to just go for it. Right. I'm going to just dig into it. I'm a, we're just going to be the guys that people hate. We're just going to do this, yada, yada. And you're, we're going to play into all of this stuff or whatever. But I think it's different if you actually know that you're doing that. I don't think that they know that they're doing that. I think they really feel everything that they say and everything that they say online. I think it really is coming from the heart. I think it's what they actually think about themselves and their team. And I mean, they just haven't proven anything yet to be acting like that. And honestly, I don't think that that's a mindset you can be in to win championships. You can see it's like it's some discontention in in their locker room, you know? Right. That's a big word. I don't even know if I really used it right. But there's some there's some tension in the locker room, though, for real. You can see like with Steven Adams, like, yo, like these y'all got to get it together. You know, he came out. He's having like player meetings. He had player meetings apparently before all of us got privy to all this information. And he was like, you know, y'all got to settle down. Y'all got to stop going out. Y'all got to stop doing this, this or whatever that. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports came out with, with Kendrick Perkins said that before all this information came out, he had talked to somebody in Jaws. Click because he got a call from the league saying that Ja was doing a little too much. And so he heard about this before any of us found out about any of this information. He talked to Ja's closest friends. They said, we got it, yada, 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 or whatever. And I mean, apparently they didn't have it, but it's just, it seems like it's been going on for, for a while now. And I didn't know about it personally. Like, I guess other people knew about stuff happening like last summer and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't really know about that. Yeah, I think there was inc- like little incidents popping up, but it wasn't enough to maybe, you know, maybe get too worried about it. It's like, we don't really like this, but I guess we can ignore it. But it's, it wasn't it, newsworthy yet. Yeah, I well, it was newsworthy, but it wasn't like, it wasn't worth enough time. You know, it's like, well, John Morant, this happened, but we don't really know what's going on. 
Uh, but he's a heck of a basketball player, so let's focus on that. I think that was the thing, but it started to be like one of those where there's smoke, there's fire, though. And I think this incident, which we can get into, is where everything kind of spilled over. And now we are where we are today. So for those of you that don't know, John Morant was in a club enjoying himself with his friends. He got a little carried away, I guess, and flashed a gun. <laughs> on Instagram Live and kind of went about it. And I don't know if he realized what he was doing in the moment, but the next day, everything changed for him. So how do we feel about that? That specific well, thing. Le- oh, okay, let me talk about that specifically. One, I, I want to directly relate it to one problem I see with a lot of young teams when they try to build them. They forget to add vets. And I, you're saying, well, what was that? <laughs> you need veterans. I, I didn't realize the Memphis Grizzlies don't have a person on their team that's older than 30. Because Steven Adams is 29 that's years old. Wild. I always forget that. He's I think- 29. <laughs> he's I been around Steven for Adams. forever. Yeah, he's like 35 in my head. So you, I don't get why <laughs> they he's don't he's looked sometimes- 35 since his rookie year. He's just always <laughs> yeah. looked old. Right. <laughs> but when you're building a young team, I think I, you think it would be common knowledge by now that if you're going to have a young team, I, you know, your 15th guy should probably be like a Haslam, you know, somebody like that who can at least control the locker room as a, a voice to be reckoned with that is directly close with the coach. So if the first man and the 15th man are on the same page, everyone in between better get in line, especially when the 15th man's a vet. So I feel like that was that's a problem. With Ja, listen, I, I'm not going to speak on Ja, what he should do, because I feel like you've seen everybody on TV give their opinion, and they have lived that life. They're in the NBA. They have the right to speak. And I just hope Ja listens to what they say. And he, you know, but, you know, I'm I'm just happy that something like this happens when you're young and you have years to change who people think you are. You can change everything. You have years right. to really redefine yourself. But with that incident, um, that speaks to, I believe, the teammates, uh, to not really somebody's not got to speak up. Because that stuff's been going on for a while. We've been hearing reports. But uh, depending on how long he's out, I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to keep him away too long because they are in the playoff hunt. But if the league gets involved, uh, you think back to Gilbert Arenas, who got suspended, I believe, 50 games. That's where it gets kind of dangerous. Yeah, the CBA rule is if you have a gun on a team playing in the locker room. It's a f- automatic 50-game suspension. So that's definitely in play. Um, I did see that the Colorado police dropped the case because mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough evidence. Um, and I- I'm kind of with you, JD, on this. Not kind of. I am with you on this. I don't think this is a time to like get into you know, what Josh should do. He's wrong. He's this, he's that. I think everyone makes mistakes. Like If you just look at it on a, on a human level, Everyone makes mistakes, and it's not really about the mistake you make. It's more about how you how you move on from it. And this could turn into a success story, you know, uh, a kid that was trying to figure things out, and eventually he did, and now he's the leader in the locker room telling the future young kids, look, don't do this, don't do that. You saw me go through it in real time. You know, this is how I went about it. Mm-hmm. So just move like this, move like that. He could take that opportunity, or this could be – Uh, a story that you know has an unfortunate ending where it's like you know a a talent that had everything 
all the tools to take his team to a championship and now he's out of the league you know i think it i think personally i think he will figure this out so that that's kind of like where i'm at with that story and i just hope he does i hope he can take a step back and reflect and figure things out and how to move let, from hey notch let me just say this too real quick before you go brian windhorse brought out a good point about they the NBA is not going to let him fail. Like it's he's gonna to have to try very hard to go downhill because mm-hmm. he has so many sponsorships right now. Um I think it one was like Powerade. It was a company that they had not had an NBA uh face for a long time. They've done it. He's supposed to be on the Olympic team coming up. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yep, he's one of the faces yeah. on the Olympic team. There's a lot of stuff that he's involved with and that they that's why the NBA is so close to the situation. Yeah, he just got his first Nike shoe too. He got his Nike shoe and they stepped away from Kyrie and went into Josh. So there's like a lot on the line right now. And that's why I believe they're gonna throw all their resources to basically help him get the situation discovered. Right. I'm sorry, Nash, go ahead. I was gonna say I um I think the positives in this situation are that I mean, I guess you can't say nobody was hurt, but it seems like everybody involved in all these situations are safe at the moment, you know. Uh, and I feel like when you look at football and you look at some of the young stories that we've seen with young football players getting into these some of these situations where people are coming out of it, you know, not safe, where the consequences of these actions are a lot bigger. Um, relatively, this situation can... You can you can recover from from this situation. And I hope that like I hope it is kind of just like that that shock because we haven't seen anything really happen with any of these other incidents. Right. Like he hasn't missed a game because any of the rest of anything or whatever. Now he missed a couple games or whatever. Hopefully this is kind of like the thing where it's like, all right, I got to I got to lock in. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think Ja isn't even as far as the Grizzlies go. And I don't want to move off of Jock if we if we if y'all are still trying to talk about well, Jock. I, well, let me just say this before we get into it because we got a couple quotes we got to read from the thing. Mm-hmm. I when I read this and we started talking about this, this this came to my head. Uh, just a funny story, real quickly, and I, it has nothing to do with the job. But it, when I hear the police, this is like police and basketball. This is what makes me think back to we were in the league game. I was playing in this league one time, and. Uh, I it's like one of those leagues that have been going for a while, so you kind of like know all the teams, you know people who are come there. It's probably there's a team playing on the court. They're in a timeout, so both teams are in their huddle. There's probably like 50 people in the bleachers, right? So um, we're sitting there, and I notice this guy. He runs full speed into the gym, like full speed, and he gets in the gym. He looks around and realizes like it's a basketball game. He just stops and he starts walking real normal, like he's just walking like he was supposed to be there. And, like, when he gets, like, a little bit further from the door, you see two or three police officers run into the court. And they see him. And they go, that's him. And they take off. And, like, he's running. And they literally tackle him on the court, like, right in front of, like, where everyone's sitting. And I lie to you that as he's getting tackled and he's fighting them, he looks up into the bleachers at all of us and goes, so nobody's going to help me? No. <laughs> That's he said, "Easy answer, no." Yeah, and everybody starts like looking other ways, and all you hear is some girl go, "We don't even know you." <laughs> <laughs> and, even go. 
And they just like drag him off the court. And he's just yelling the whole time, like, you see this, and y'all not gonna help me. And we're like, yo, my sorry, bro. We can't do nothing for you, man. Yeah, man. man. But let me read this quote. I just want to read this quote and get Dodger's opinion. This is from a popular Memphis Grizzlies player. Um, he had to say this about Draymond Green, and I just wanted to get Naj's opinion on this. He said, uh, this is Dylan Brooks, by the way, I don't like Draymond at all. Mm. I just don't like Golden State. Mm. I don't like anything to do with them. Draymond talks a lot, gets away with a lot, too. His game is cool, dot, 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 with Golden State. But if you put him anywhere else, you're not going to you're not going to know who Draymond is. He plays with heart. He plays hard. Knows the ins and out of their defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. <clears throat> Notch, how do you feel? Ooh. Hey man, I mean, if that's how he feels, <laughs> uh, I feel like Draymond spoke a lot about it, um, and I like I like his response to it. And I, uh, I don't know, bro. I really, <laughs> it's, it's such a silly statement to make. I feel like, I mean, does Dylan Brooks think that people know who he is? And if they do know, if he does feel like they know who he is, does he think that his game is, that is like better than Draymond's first off? And then does he think it's that much better than Draymond's to where he can like speak like that? Like that's just... It's just interesting. I I wonder where like Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks ranks himself <laughs> compared to Draymond. Well, that would, I think that's what I'm interested in. Two things about Dylan Brooks, right? First, when you listen to what he said about Draymond, he couldn't diss him without tell, saying like the positives about Draymond that makes Draymond Draymond. He says he knows the ins and out of it of the defense. They like him a lot. He plays with heart and hustle. I mean, you're answering your own question, bro. That's why they like him. That's why he's Draymond. I mean, he he's a pivotal part of a dynasty. Like, what I feel are we like, talking about, Mr. I feel Brooks? Like, uh, Jeff, I feel like that's like, I mean, I don't like Beyonce. I mean, she can sing and she can dance. And yeah, she, I mean, she got moves and all. Her albums are, her albums yeah, her are crazy. Albums, I mean, but she ain't all She bad. sells millions of albums, but I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why they like her, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, you know? But, I mean, it is what it is. And, I mean, Dylan Brooks, I hate to be this guy, right? But you're averaging 14.4 points per game. Um, it's your worst season statistically since 2019. Uh, you're shooting 32%. I'm and I'm rounding. He's shooting 31.9% from three. His field goal percentage. Wait, Jeff, just just know you, we round down on teams we don't like at the moment. Okay, so. okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna round down his his field goal percentage, which is 38%. He takes 14 shots per game, and he only makes 38% of them. He makes five shots a game. This is the man speaking on Draymond Green and his legacy. This is the man. Mr. Brooks, you have not accomplished anything. You, you made, your biggest accomplishment was making it to the NBA. There's a lot of people in this world who dreamt of making it to the NBA. So props to you. But besides that, you should be very humble. You should just be happy 
to be there that you have a job where you get to make millions of dollars and play the game that you love to play. After that, I don't want to hear from you. You don't you don't have the right to speak on people who have accomplished much more than you in this league. And I hate to be that guy, but you're making it hard to not be. And I just want to point out that right now on this downward trend, they've lost three straight. And guess who they played Thursday night? The Golden State Warriors. And then they play Dallas back-to-back games, and then the Miami Heat. So it's getting ugly right now. And I just want to say, I like teams. Like, when I hear about the Detroit Pistons and all the, you know, of old and all the, I like tough, rugged teams. I actually really do. I think Dylan Brooks just goes over the top sometimes because some of his stuff is intentional, like how he hit Donovan Mitchell is a little too much. But if you're going to be a tough, rugged, defensive-minded, you know, even like a you know Detroit bad boys, we're the bad guys of the league, you have to do one thing really well, and that's win games. And you have to win at a high level. And so they can still continue to be who they are, but they have to win. Like, they have that narrative, but they're so out of control. It feels like they're a little out of control right now. They just need a little bit more um, leadership in that locker room. And I'm not going to blame the coach. I'm really not. Because at some point, these are grown men. They're winning games. He can't control them outside of the court everywhere they go. But they can continue this narrative, but they have to win games. So they're talented. We'll see where they go. Um but it's not looking pretty this year because they might go out in that first round if we're being honest. Yeah, and I. One more thing on Ja, I hope I really hope Ja figures it, everything out. I think we all do. Yeah, I feel like he's the he's one of the most fun players to watch play the game of basketball. Absolutely, of like my lifetime. <laughs> so I, I mean, I really hope he figures it out. I don't feel like, and I think. The funny part is, Josh's probably the most likable person on the Memphis Grizzlies. Honestly, I, I really, I mean, not not Stephen Adams. Yeah, I was gonna say everybody likes Stephen Adams. Aquaman. Yeah, true. I, I, I thought about him too. That's, but, yeah. that's, that's Aquaman. We all love <laughs> Stephen Adams. Uh, but Josh probably but, is the most like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, most well known. Yeah, I, but also I like Josh. Like I don't really know people who don't like him. Like. A lot of people will talk about like, oh, I don't like that he said this. I don't like when he did blank. But people who like, yeah, I don't like job or he he this, he that. I, I really don't know a lot of people who like basketball who talk like that. I know that there are jokes about him, like the whole we're fine in the West. Or, you know, people uh, call him jaw almost Morant because all his highlights are like almost posters. But I yeah. mean, the guy, he, he plays like he plays with an edge. He's electric. He's exciting. He can jump out of the gym. Like it's. I mean, what is there to not like? You know, he's he's one of those. He's a, an underdog. He went to Murray State. He emerged to become a second uh, second pick behind Zion. And he's. I mean, he's up to this point. He's probably the best player to come out of that draft. So, I mean, it's hard not to like him. <clears throat> this is really funny. I'm looking at my phone buzzed and uh, six time NBA All Star player. Booked on drive-by shooting charge tonight. I saw that. Sean Kemp. So, <laughs> oh just, my goodness, it just keeps going, man. So, yeah, hey. there's a lot going on right it's now. It's a lot going on. Also, Kevin Durant. If you if you're just listening in the morning, yeah. Thursday morning, Kevin Durant was injured. 
before the did game. You, did you guys see the video? I did. Yeah, in the warm up. Uh, like, uh, it looked nasty too. I was like, oh, it did. Man, it did. Personally, I think Katie choked. He didn't want to beat. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking. Let's not I, do this again. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. We, Katie, we wish you well. We hope you get it, uh, healed fast and yeah, lose. speedy recovery. Speedy, speedy recovery. We want to see you in the playoffs. Definitely. All right, so let's let's move on. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they're doing their thing, but we do want to talk about uh, another team that somebody may be concerned about. But I wanted to get Jeff's opinion on his Celtics and how concerned he is on what's going on over there in Beantown. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most, 1 being the least, I'd probably say a 3. Um, All right, Captain Confident. All right. I mean, I think, I, I think certain teams show you who they are. And, I mean... If you're going to be a 50-win team at this point, like, what can I really complain about? I, every team kind of goes through a rough patch. I watched the Bucks get blown out. A fully healthy Bucks get blown out by the Hornets. It happens, you know? Um, we lost to the Nets. That was an ugly loss. We gave up a big lead. We lost to the Knicks in double overtime. Gave up a big lead. That was an ugly loss. Then we lost to the Cavs. That was an ugly loss in overtime. But that game I wasn't that Brent, upset about. Brent, you said... I'm gonna make both. I'm. A, I'll get to that too. I'll get to that too. The, that, that was that was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie. So the 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 Cavs game, that that game for me wasn't as concerning. We had no Tatum, no Horford, no Robert Williams. We weren't even supposed to be in that game to begin with. So the fact that we competed was impressive. And then the Cavs did what they were supposed to do, and they beat us. It is it's just it is frustrating when you have a winnable game and you just see it slip out of your hands. But whatever, you know. Man. So and it just didn't help that that was a third oh, loss in a row, you know. Uh, but the Grant Williams thing was funny because <laughs> I like the confidence, right? Like, what yeah. else? What are you supposed to say? You know. No, that's but, what you're supposed to say. But if you say that, at, <laughs> you got to at least make one, bro. Yeah. At least make one. Like, you can't miss both. Did you hear the report <laughs> on what he's wearing? No, what is he wearing? He still has sunglasses on because they said the lights were too bright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dad. Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> he said the, the moment was too bright. He couldn't do it, fellas. If you didn't so see bright, it, gotta wear sh- If you didn't see it, people go to YouTube. For those of you who didn't understand, he was implying that. Right. So when like JD was like, if I laugh at the joke, <laughs> in modern don't culture, hate. in modern don't culture, hate. when it's too bright, you wear sunglasses. It was too light. The moment was too bright for. Him. He said, "I'm gonna make." Both. He looked up dead in his eye, and he's an eighty-eight percent free throw shooter, and missed both. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed for about ten minutes. That, that was, was fun. That was bad. That's that rough, was bad, bro. That's that was rough. bad. I feel like we've all been. Everybody's been in that position, whether it's whether you're playing Monopoly or. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you talking where, crazy? And then you, you, just, you talk crazy. Yeah, and. And you just got and you fold man. and you just fold right there. <laughs> yeah, and you and you sell, man. Yeah, man. it's true. It's true. I watched Jalen Brown miss two clutch free throws, and then two games later hit 
two clutch free throws. The, so, I mean, it happens. You know, The only thing that makes it funny is I know when those guys go to the free throw line, there is mad talking every game. People are talking with Oh, absolutely. It's just, sad, it's just sad and funny that the camera caught him saying that because yeah. I know this happens every single so, game. So, apparently, Donovan Mitchell told him, we have a, a players association meeting after this. <laughs> Hit the shots so we can get to the meeting. Something like that. And Grant was like, I'm going to hit both of them. He started to do some reverse psychology. And then just, yeah. That's low key. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, this makes, is gonna, that, oh, go ahead, that makes it feel like That makes it feel like just an office job. You know, yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah. I really but, think uh, if he gets, if there's any moment during the playoffs where he's at the free throw line less than five seconds or something, that's, and he does it again, oh, they're going to flame him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just some just some numbers um, on the uh, on the Celtics real quick. Um, just you know, just so the the listeners can gauge whether we should be concerned, I should be concerned or not. Uh, since the All Star break, the Celtics have a offensive rating of one hundred and thirteen point five. That's good for seventeenth in the league. Compare that to the uh, Sacramento Kings, who are just uh, jumped to second place. Um, they have an offensive rating of 129.1. Now, since the All-Star break and defensive rating, the Celtics are 15th in the league at 112.8. That's good for... Uh, I said that right there. 15th in the league. Compare that to the Hornets, who are first with 106.8. So, um... They haven't been playing very good basketball since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I would say about the Celtics, and it's I feel like it's been the case for maybe the past four years, they get this thing in their head where they feel like because they're good, they're supposed to win. And they don't have to put it, the work in. And one thing the coach, Joe Mazzula, preaches to them constantly, and I hear it anytime he's mic'd up, is he says, don't get bored with the process. Right? So a lot of times... The, the Celtics offense is predicated on a lot of ball movement, a lot of cuts, a lot of kickouts. And you can see sometimes maybe they'll go up 15 on a team and then they're like, okay, let's start ISOing. And it's like, no, just keep doing what you were doing. And they also need to remember that the other team wants to win the game. So they're not just going to give up. They're going to try harder because now they like it's there it's a big deficit so they just get i feel like they get in this mode where they're like we won the game they're gonna fold and it's like no it's the nba everybody wants to win you have to show up for 48 minutes so i think that they fall into that um so a lot of it is just like mentally just and another thing as well we've talked about this before the the importance of the regular season right um I, I feel like when you're a contender, a lot of talk is playoffs, 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 playoffs. You forget about the regular season and you don't put as much importance into it. And I feel like for a fan, that's just not nobody wants to watch that. Like, you know, people are paying t- uh, paying money to watch these games live. They want to see their team win. Like we need to put a little bit more importance on the regular season. Um, I think that it's just a few factors that the Celtics just need to get past and just mature in that sense. I also think uh, both your stars jacked a little bit too many threes. And I think Tatum is shooting like 26% on pull-up twos. So I think sometimes like they get into a thing where they're just jacking threes. And then when people close out on them, I don't think 
that mid-range shot is just kind of like not too many people take it nowadays, so they're not shooting it well. So I, I do see that being a problem when they face the Bucks. I'm not going to lie with you because once you run them off the three-point line and then you got to go into Giannis and Brooke Lopez, I think that's going to be a struggle for them that series. Well, I think the the Bucks though, the thing with them is their defense historically has been we want you to shoot threes. We want you to be a jump-shooting team. And what gets them in trouble is when a team gets hot from three, that's when they lose. But, you know, shooting is hard. So most of the time, if you're just letting guys shoot threes, it'll work out. It'll balance out, right? So um, Joe Mazzula wants the Celtics to shoot a lot of threes. So that's part of the scheme. I think I'm not, I'm not upset when they take open threes. I think the Celtics generate a lot of open threes. Um, so take them. But the contested step back, you know, uh, heat check threes. Yeah, not can, the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, you're two stars. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they can, yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown is, has, isn't really shooting well from three in general this season. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those <clears throat> things where every team kind of goes through a, a little rut. And they just got to make sure they fix it before the playoffs. I remember last season, the the, the Miami Heat went through a serious, like, they looked yeah, bad. Spell. Yeah, 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 they, they looked really bad, but they were one Jimmy Butler three from making it to the Eastern Conference Finals at the end of it, right? So, I mean, that's kind of how things go in the NBA. I, I On that note, too, I just want to say it will be interesting to see where they land because uh, I don't think any of the top four seeds actually want to play the Heat the first round. Even though we don't, I don't think anyone fears them. We don't think they're that, like, you, that's just the one team nobody really wants to face in the first round. But you know what's funny though? I he- I hear that a lot, but I don't think it ever ends up being like a real thing. Like I can't remember the last team that it's like that underperformed all year, but was supposed to be like they 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 were supposed to be good. They underperformed, and they actually ended up taking out like a higher seat. No, it's not taking out. We don't believe they'll take out. It's the path of least resistance. So sometimes if you're a one and two seed, you work all that time. I'm looking at the standings. If I'm the Milwaukee, I would love to face a Toronto or Washington who is a little. They have they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Both those teams have a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Even though I think the Raptors can be really good, but I'd rather face one of those teams than a Miami Heat team that's just they are playoff proven. They're going to test us. They might take us to six, whereas we could get rid of the Wizards in, in, in five, four games and be sitting for saying. a week. Yeah, it's not that we believe they'll beat anybody, but, man, I'd rather be done in four games than fighting these dudes and maybe they take us to six. And the other, you know, whoever's waiting for us has been sitting out for a week just resting. So I think that's going to be – like Cleveland and New York may have the hardest – I can see that going seven games. I don't know about you guys if they make it. So Cleveland's going to be sitting there going to seven games while Milwaukee, if they're in the one seat, might be done in four. So we'll see how that works out. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, just a quick side topic question. Who do you think is the most disappointing team in the league so far? Ooh. When you look at their expectations or maybe the moves they made, you know, you know, who do you think would be the most disappointing? Right now for me, it's got to be Atlanta's disappointing, but I would say right now the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that roster is, that roster is. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. That, I don't know what it is with those guys. Now they're winning right now. They're beating the Raptors. They're up seven, 
with uh, less than 10 seconds to go. So they should t pull that out. But they're in the AFC. They've lost about, uh, I think they lost like three or four straight um, before the victory uh, two nights ago. But, man, that roster's so packed. That, they're disappointing. Um, I wouldn't say Minnesota's disappointing because, ugh. But New Orleans is also disappointing to me. But it's basically off of Zion's health. They they were doing everything they were supposed to. Be. They were a third seed, mm -hmm. and then he got injured. But for me, the Clippers. Mm. What do you think, Naj? I, I said too many names. I probably took half your answers. Might be. <laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult. Like when when you had higher expectations for your own team, and they're not performing <laughs> how they should be. Like it's difficult for them not to be your most disappointing team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the Warriors should have been doing a lot better this season. I don't. I'm. I mean, I know this is more your bag, JD, uh, with the Warrior hate, but <laughs> I. Um... <laughs> do we want to get into the Warriors now? No. You know what? I don't so, think. I don't think so we have to do it to you, Dodge. I think. I think we deserve it at this point. Bro. Well, no, I don't even think For it's about. Warriors, I don't even think it has to be about hate. I think it's about like what's going on. I think all the Warriors fans listening, bro. I'm about to do it to us because we deserve it. Go ahead, man. Let JD. Me, you want an ISO? JD, JD can you cook us real quick, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I just want to say. I know, I'll do it. Thank you. I'll just say this. Uh, <laughs> I said thank go you. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and cook. Go I just want to say the Warriors won about four or five games straight, okay? And I get a text message from my dear friend, my brother, Nah, saying, We back! The Warriors are winning, baby. We got Curry, and then they immediately lost to the Lakers, and then lost, <laughs> and then lost to the Thunder in Oklahoma City. I'm not gonna go too deep. I'm just gonna say this: the Warriors are winning, but they have a zero percent chance, a zero percent chance to win the finals and to even make it to the finals since 19, I believe it's 1984. You, the team with the worst rope record ever to win was 21 and 20. All right, 21 and 20. Now, how bad are the Warriors? Well, let's just put it to you like this. Uh, they're down there with the Hornets and uh, the Spurs and the Rockets. Uh, as far as that, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the Hornets have more road victories than the Warriors right now. And let's just call it what it is. Draymond, he punched a teammate. This has affected that team more than we know. I'm even gonna go this. I'm even gonna say this. Last season, there was a point where we all knew the Warriors were low-key mediocre last year during the regular season. Then they went on an amazing run because Steph Curry is a top 10 player. They just went on an amazing run and they won, they won a ring. Amazing. They deserve all the props. But now it's back to reality. It's over. It's time to trade Clay. It's time to trade Draymond. I'll call it it, baby. Get rid of them. They're gone. And I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm not trying to be biased. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's over. They have won seven road games. Seven, bro, bro, seven. The Houston <laughs> Rockets. This, so you got to The Houston Rockets, who have given up like more sixty and seventy point games than any team in the history of the NBA, have just as many road victories. <laughs> Yo, here's a here's a stat for you, JD. Here's a stat for you. Yeah, go ahead, brother. 
This is courtesy of StatMuse. Steph Curry is the only player in NBA history to lose multiple games with 10 plus three-pointers made. He's done it six times. Can you imagine you hit 10 threes in a game and you can't even celebrate? I'm in that locker room like, I scored 30! (laughs) Just on three! Threes! We don't even count my free throws! It was hard to watch the other night. Like, when he he put up 40, bro. He 40, yep. 40 ball. He He put up 40. And it was three after three, <laughs> and he's and he's not celebrating. He's hitting these it's wild doing threes, nothing, and it's doing nothing. Falling flat on his face, getting back up, and there and we're still down ten, bro. It's <laughs> Steph Curry from half court to cut the lead to twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Giddy, Giddy had us looking like I was like, yo, Giddy is unstoppable, bro. <laughs> Wait, this man is career a, high, he career was, high, seventeen bro, assists. Bro, he looked like he looked like Michael Jordan on the court, bro. The way <laughs> we had no answer for him, and it was it was ridiculous. I was I was expecting it from from SGA, but like, bro, he, oh, he was man. looking like a monster out there. Bro. I just want to say too that wait was uh was Shay playing? Yeah. How many does Shea have? Let's see how many Shea had. I think Shea had like 30 or something. 33. Dort yeah. 18. Goodness great. Y'all, y'all just wasn't going to stop nobody that night, I see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then I hear stuff like, oh, well, when we get Wiggins back, what? What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Not, not nada. Y'all have, let me say this, too. Y'all have the highest payroll You've ever seen for a team that could never win on a road game. Y'all couldn't. Y'all can't do nothing. Y'all couldn't even win a game of spades on the road. Y'all are <laughs> trash on the road, brother. It is bad. But I think. I think that shows that that it's just mental. Y'all have we can win games. It's not like it's not like these teams are better than us. Y'all have we can two, win games. Two hundred. Two hundred and one million next year. Two hundred and one million next year. You will pay to your it's players. Mental. But I also, I also disagree with a lot of the things that you said. I think, I think we definitely still do have a shot. I don't think you can ever count us out. And out of respect, bro. No, not even out of respect. <laughs> like when you play us, you you're scared. I don't, I don't care. Not on, hey, not at you in my house. Mm-mm. Okay, okay, watch. All right. Now, now, look, I will say one good thing about the Warriors. When Steph Curry step on the court, you are shaking your boots. Not at my house because he's the only one hitting. Okay. okay. And we play. We <laughs> no, bro, Not in my house. If I went to your house, I'm scared. I'm scared of y'all. Now, let me say this. Steph I'm going to say. Haunt, Steph, Curry, Steph Curry haunts your, your dreams, bro. <laughs> You know, we, he was born in Cleveland. You know, he don't haunt my dreams. He he do. Okay, what do you what do you put? Let me, what do you put for on you? That's there's, not, there's only one thing I'm not, going it for. No matter where he was born, I'm going for this. I do hope that you guys take the Suns out in the first round because if you get home court advantage, you can win four games at home versus the Suns, and that's basically because I don't want Katie to win. But other than that, you are paying two. Hundred million dollars out right now. I want you to look me in the eye, Naj, and tell me: Is this team right now worth two hundred million dollars? The roster, mm-hmm. the way that they're playing, nah. <laughs> yeah, you can. You only pay two hundred million dollars for a contender. 
That's just Listen. how that's just how the league works. Usually, the course of action for a team like that is you blow it up. It's over, brother. I think I don't think they'll blow it up, but because of just legacy, I think just to just ride it out. But I'm just letting you know what most teams would do in that situation. If y'all trade Clay and Draymond, y'all got a shot. Y'all, you heard it here first. And most of the people out in the bay, you're rolling your eyes, and you always call me crazy. But you've won seven road games. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, they haven't they haven't gone home feeling good about a win like. Thank you. You leave home to lose. If you came to my house right now and we shot napkins into the trash can, y'all would lose. Y'all would lose. Y'all can't win. No matter what happens, we're still making it further in the playoffs than than you. Than Cleveland? Than Cleveland, bro. Than Cleveland. Wow, that's a bold statement. That's got to hurt. Isn't it both? He said he put it on you. He said that's gotta hurt. <laughs> He's just assuming that it hurts. No. <laughs> As I've said the whole time that I just want my Cleveland Cavaliers to get playoff experience. But you know it's cool. All right. That's enough on the Warriors. I know you're hurt. I know the whole Bay is hurt. The problem with winning rings is after that, no one's ever himself. satisfied. Still get it together. It's fine. It's fine. Road games, brother. Everybody Rogue hurts. Games. It's fine. <laughs> I do. I know Jeff wanted to talk about uh, Giannis. Giannis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Giannis's shameless stat padding. Did you see that? I did. I thought that was. What y'all think about it? I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I the, thought it was. It was, was his face. Like, it was whatever. his Just face that it did it for me. It's I didn't think. Lame. It's kind of lame, whatever. and I'll tell you why. It's not like it's his. Like if it was his first triple double ever, I'd be like, yeah, go it was for his it, third. Man. It was like, gonna be his third. <laughs> He has it. He has it. Like, it, what does it mean at the end of the day that you got a triple double? You know, you like, do it? no. Well, if it was maybe my first one, yeah, sure. But, but it's if, but if we was on the same team and you see me out there and you see me do it, you'd be like, oh, this, like, you know, not. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, bro, are you serious? I'd laugh, but I'd be like, you're crazy, bro. You're crazy, like. Like nah, to, this is cap. You would tell me to do it. Like I'd be like, bro, one rebound. You'd be like, if it was your, if it was your. Wait, but explain to explain to everyone you what happened though. You You're not explaining what happened. Not Giannis. It was about ten the seconds, five seconds. The game was over. <laughs> they were up. It was. He ran to the basket and he took the ball and he threw it not at the rim but at like the rubber part under. The basket, and he just bounced it back to himself. And technically, they count it as a rebound, but then the NBA rescinded it and said it did not count because you actually have to be shooting or leaving the ball has to leave your hand with the effort to shoot. So, because he didn't make a real effort to shoot, they didn't count it. Good. I thought it was hilarious. Now, at the same time, it's funny, but it's lame. Yes, I'm okay with that. And I just thought it was hilarious because his face was like, yeah, I know what I just did. <laughs> like, I know I did that. It'd be, like, if it was, like, someone like Rudy Gobert, who, like, I mean, when is he ever going to have a high assist game? You know, he has double-doubles all the time. If he was like, this is going to be my only shot to get a triple-double, then I would understand it. But Giannis is, like, it's gonna he's going to have opportunities to do it. So, like, I don't know. And the game is over. You won. Like you did. You did what you were supposed to do. You won the game. That should be the most important thing. But mm. I just, I just thought it was shameless. I now on a side note too, I do want to ask you this, Jeff. How is my sister Elise doing now that her Knicks 
they they won about nine in a row. I'm, we're not going to talk about how they lost to the Hornets at home. We're not going to talk about that. But we will. You know, even the Hornets can win road games. Isn't that crazy, Jeff? Anyway, but <laughs> but how is the least feeling? How's the least feeling that the Knicks nine game winning streak? They're lighting the city up. Uh, she feels she feels good. I mean, it's one of those things. I think Knicks fans are jaded. I feel like they have some PTSD. I feel like they can't <laughs> enjoy nice things because when they start to, then they the Knicks do what the Knicks do. So I think Knicks fans are just cautiously enjoying what's going on right now because things can, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, what can you? Ex- how much can you expect from a team led by Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson? As good as they are, like, do you have faith in them to like make take you somewhere? Uh, you know, take you somewhere further than the second round. You know, could it happen? Absolutely, but I feel like a lot would have to go right for them. Mm. So I don't know. I just think they're cautiously enjoying what's going on right now. Mm. Yeah, I I I I kind of feel bad for the Knicks because if they lose to Donovan Mitchell in the first round, that's going to be a little heartbreaking. But they are set up for the future. I really hope they have all those draft picks. I have a lot of friends who are Knicks fans. Uh, Jared, y'all know Jared Goring, call me talking about the Knicks, and we feel bad because we have to face each other in the first round, but. I feel like the Knicks deserve to make it to the second round at least, but they just don't. They need another piece. So this summer, I hope they can find that other piece. But I do think in the first round of the Eastern Conference, Cavs versus Knicks, that will be our best series probably. That will be our most entertaining because they're they're pretty. Cleveland's probably a little better, but it feels like they're somehow evenly matched for some reason. So it feels like when they play each other, it's not. It doesn't feel like as much separation there. Cleveland's still a couple pieces away, too. So, I look forward to that. Yeah, I think, uh, speaking of Cleveland, I think Cleveland needs to find an Okoro uh, replacement. He can't start. Hmm. He can't start. Things didn't change in that Celtics game <laughs> until they put a whistle buddy with the dreads, with the big headband. What's his name? Uh, Stevenson? Stevenson? Yeah, Stevenson, the small, the small forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once they put him in, the game changed. Because... Uh, the Celtics were just leaving Okoro open in the corner, like shoot it. And he, he can't. Was, he's been he the last two months he had a really good shooting performance. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I but know. but yeah, he, he can't. He re, he came back down to what he, he did it again does. tonight. Though he shot well against the. Um, I think they have to put him on the bench, and they're gonna have to find a starter. That's exactly. That's my point. I'm just yeah. saying he can't start. He, yeah, I just don't yeah. like him being your starting and finishing games because in the playoffs, teams are gonna expose that. Absolutely. And it's going to get to the point where they can't play him in crunch time. So I think they need to find a solution for that. Okay. And one last thing I wanted to get you guys' opinion on, too. We won't get into the Sacramento Kings. Like the Bean, who are in second place. Naj does not love the Kings. Uh, that's fine, bro. That's fine. <laughs> I, I Like, some Kings fans talked to me. They were like, bro, as soon as you start talking about the Kings, I saw you get all negative. I hear all the booze in the background, all that or whatever. And you just can't let us, you just can't be happy for us. And I feel like I, I'm the reason that we titled the episode, Shout Out to the Kings. I, I said that. I said, Shout Out to the Kings, man. You did, like, you did, brother. I, I tried to show love. 
But just because I had a little fun on here, y'all got upset, man. So I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to just let y'all rock. You did. You're right. You're right. Let let Nash live, so guys. All, all love, all love to the Kings, bro. I know they're gonna be like you, but your tone. <laughs> There's a little sarcasm in your tone. Right. Now this is a little is what condescending. I, this is what I wanted to get y'all opinion Kings on. Fans, how do we feel about Dame Lillard right now? Their team is 31 wins. 35 losses. They just lost to the Celtics tonight. They just lost to the Celtics. They are now in the 12th seed. The Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Thunder have now... Oh, the Thunder are tied with them. But the Lakers and the Pelicans have now passed them. And it's looking like Dame is going to be out of the playoffs for two years in a row. How are we feeling? Hey, man. Is loyalty not everything? That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. And that's my point. That's my put point. a stain on his career. Um, I don't think it puts a stain um, on his career. I think, yeah, him not having a championship will. It's no way that that doesn't put a stain on your career. I don't think it puts not a having st- a championship. I'm yeah. talking. About, I'm not. No, no. I'm saying I, not making a playoff two years in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, not winning. Not winning. No matter what is gonna forever affect like. Do you think what people feel about you? So, it'll forever be a stat against you. So, question: Does Charles Barkley not having a championship does it put a stain on his career? See, I don't think so. I don't think it puts a stain on his career. Okay, so what I do mean, you think it does I mean, it's, to his it's career? Literally, they talk about it every night. Yeah, but it's I, not a stain. It's just I more think, of an accomplishment for those who have it. I think it makes your career less memorable. When people get to talking about the greats, they're gonna mention the people who won first. And then they'll get to, oh, but what about Charles Barkley? What about Patrick Ewing? What about, uh, I don't know, name X, player X. Mm-hmm. It, that's what it, like, it, it just puts you, like, on the back burner of the greats. And I think nobody wants to be in that position, you know? Like, you really just need one, right? Like, Giannis got his one. He can never win for the rest of his career. He got his one. He's champ forever. Yeah. I say it all the time, right? He's chant forever. So I think that's what it is. I don't think it puts a stain. So I think as great as Dame has been, like he'll never be looked at on the same level as Steph because he didn't have the rings. No. Yeah. But but statistically, if- he's right there. But it's just we're never gonna we're never gonna put him in that same category because Steph got four. And what are they gonna do? Like. I'm looking at their roster, and they have some nice young pieces. We all like uh, Simons. Uh, we like Sharp. Uh, you know, uh, Nurkic, he's always hurt. He's just got back. He was gone for a while. And then uh, what's the one they got from Detroit? Jeremy Grant? I mean, he, they may not even sign him. He can go somewhere else. So my thing is, if you at some point, too, I love loyalty. I love lo- when you can be loyal to a team. That's cool. But... If you go three years without making the playoffs, I mean, goodness gracious, that's just hurting your own self. That's just as bad as as you going to another team and not winning. I mean, at some point, he's got to go or the Portland Trailblazers need to just trade him. Well, but he's that, making like $55 million a year. Well, I think that's – so you look at someone like KD, and that's what we talked about before. Like KD could have stayed in OKC and stayed loyal, but then he'd be in that same position, right, where it's like – KD needs to go somewhere else. And then it's like, well, KD just needed to go to a team, another team to win. 
And I think Dame wants to be like, no, I stayed loyal and I won here. And I'd rather just not win than uh, go somewhere and have someone say, well, he only won because he went to this team to go play with such and such player. You know, I think he'd rather it be this player came to Portland to come play with me to win. We know that, but no one's going to Portland. Like, they say it all the time. And I, I'm not, I have nothing against Portland. There's certain cities I'm not, but I don't talk bad about Portland. Never but been, no, so I can't, I have no reason to speak. No it. one's going. Like, they can't get anyone. They got Jeremy Grant. He's close with Damon. They traded for him. But I, there's not even enough big free agents that are going to be out there for them to get. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to do. It, it is time to go. Like, we need to interview Dame, and we need to tell Dame it's time to go. But, it, I mean, can he do it at this point? Like, he's already doubled down on the loyalty if he does it now. This is what you do, Dame. Listen listen it's to your boy, thing. JD. You go to the front office. You ask, can you trade me? I'm not putting a trade request in. I've been here. I've been loyal to you. I ask one thing, that it does not leak that I ask for a trade. And then you trade me. If I'm working at that front desk, it's leaking. <laughs> it's leaking, brother. Y'all some snitches. It's Boy, leaking. Y'all the worst. Give me my two. Men. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Back. Nothing really stays a secret in the NBA. Y'all are some snitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I would. I'm just Bleacher, saying it's just not. Bleacher Report. Bleacher no. Report. Offer you a meal for for that information. Yeah. You, Sham Sham Sharania. You was loyal to me. Uh, a a number you don't have in your phone (laughs) pops up a text message. Hey, this is Shams. How much do you need? How much do you want for me? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit Dame up like, Dame, and just go straight to voicemail. And I'm going to call Shams back like, Shams, I got right here. Exactly. (laughs) Dame, can you match? Can you you match? (laughs) 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 Shams offered you Shams offered you 100K, and you go to Dame, you're like, he offered me a million. What can you do for me? <laughs> nah, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Dame, Dame said I'm no, going to Then you go back to Shams. You go back to Shams. Dame said he'll give me a mil to not say anything. Can you give me 1.5? Or can you match? That's how if, you play if, it. If Shams is paying it. people money that much Shams money, <laughs> this man is homeless in a box right. <laughs> reporting. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yo, uh, just real quick, just real quick. I just wanted to leave you guys with this stat. Um, I decided to do some research because we talk about like winning and championships and, you know, this guy is not a winner. This guy is. I just kind of wanted to put an emphasis on how hard it is to win in the NBA. So since 2000, right? I was like, let me just pick a year. Since 2000, because that's probably when we started watching basketball. We probably weren't watching it at a, at a significant level to really remember or know, but we're probably watching it and getting familiar and stuff like that. Only 10 teams have won a championship since 2000. So that means there's tw- there's been 22 championships because last championship was 2022. 17 of those 22 championships have been wait, the La- wait. Oh, okay, yeah, right. go ahead. The go Lakers, ahead. Warriors, Spurs, and Heat. So that means four teams have won. The other the other uh, five teams have been the Celtics. Sorry, six teams: the Celtics, Pistons, Bucks, Cavs, Mavericks, and Raptors. 
they have one apiece, <clears throat> right? So that just shows you that when there's a good team, they're probably going to dominate for most of that decade, right? So you had the Spurs, you had the Lakers for part of the 2000s, then you had the Spurs come in, then you had the Heat, then you have the Warriors still winning, and there's been spot titles in between those, right? So teams like the Celtics who have a window, you know, teams like the Grizzlies, teams like uh, the Cavs, teams like, you know, who else am I thinking of? The Bucks already won one, so they're not as as worried. But, you know, all these teams that are like have their moments, you really have to take advantage because you never know when you'll be back. You never also, know. Also, what's really interesting is since like the mid 90s, no team in the West has won a championship that was not in either California or Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. They're all it's the Lakers, the Warriors, Dallas, Houston, and, this, and San Antonio. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Because no, mm-hmm. Houston won two in the 90s. Yeah, so exactly. Yep. That's it. That's like, So it's funny to think about everybody else. Not Denver, not Phoenix, all those great teams. All those Nobody. Nobody's got one other than California and Texas, which is pretty impressive. Another, yeah, that's wild. another little crazy fact, too. Uh, they were talking about can somebody break LeBron's scoring record? And I know we talked about LeBron, but it was just a side point that out did of we all- just did we just go a whole episode without mentioning LeBron once? Man, I was about to say like, are we wow. not Lakers, are we not Lakers Weekly? Wow, yeah. look at us, man, Brian, Brian. You knew I wasn't gonna let that happen though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brian, Brian. We had to bring it. Shannon Sharp Jr. over here just now. Shannon Sharp Jr. is crazy. <laughs> I'm over here fighting the Grizzlies and everything. Um, but only 74. So you think about all these NBA players, you know, probably four or 5,000, I think they say. Only 74 people have ever had a career average of 20 points or more. So, like, you think about, like, somebody like a Vince Carter. He scored all those years, but because his final years he went down, it's like 17, 18. Only 74. And they brought out that Kevin Durant right now, who we think is probably the closest to breaking LeBron's record, like because he's just at the same pace, would still need eight more seasons, I believe, at 27 points a game and at least 72 points a game. I mean, 72 games a year to break his current record. Not happening. Not happening. And then they said if someone averaged, I believe it was 20 points a game, I think they would have to play like 27 years. To break the current record, not what he will be at the end of his career. So it just shows how hard scoring is, and you would think Kevin Durant would be the closest, but I guess he sprained his ankle again tonight. So yeah, we don't know just, how much longer. He, I mean, LeBron never missed the same amount of time as like uh, as a uh, as KD has in his career. No. And that's crazy. Hey, but LeBron, don't worry. If Even if it was the last three seconds, I would have just yelled out LeBron at the very end just so we could say we missed you in this episode, brother. Don't worry. LeBron and Cleveland. Cleveland. That's all we're worried about. We are the Lakers, Boston's, Warriors, Cleveland podcast. <laughs> I, have, I, have one more, I have one more stat for you guys. One more stat because I thought this was interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's about it's actually about the Kings. Shout out to the Kings. Hey, shout out to the Kings. DeMontis Sabonis is on track to break the NBA record 
for lowest rebounds per game average by a player who leads the league in rebounds per game. So he leads the league in rebounds per game, but at the lowest rebounds per game ever. He averages 12.34 rebounds per game. So if you look at the lowest rebounds per game average by a league leader, he would be first. You have Dwight Howard in 2013 at 12.4 rebounds. Kevin Garnett did it in 2006 at 12.7. Garnett did it again the next season with 12.8. And David Robinson in 1991 at 12.9. And I thought about this. I was like, why is this rebound? Why is it so low? But I think you can attribute it to the fact that the rebounding is just more spread out nowadays, especially with the increased three-point shooting. You have guards getting seven, eight rebounds a game. You have forwards grabbing seven, eight rebounds a game. Like, it's just more spread out. So you don't have the typical traditional big man grabbing, like, 20 rebounds a game. You know, like the old Andre Drummond days where every single night it was, like, 17 rebounds per game. So I just thought that was interesting to see just how the game change, the game being changed is affecting so many other stats, you know. Mm, but I just want I just wanted to leave you guys. Threes. Yeah, yeah. So you have longer rebounds, so the guys on the perimeter are grabbing more rebounds, you know. So mm. you have Stephen Adams letting Russ grab the rebounds. I just want to leave two more real quick. I just I I am impressed that I got Joel- six more after you. Bet Joel Embiid, <laughs> that was funny, uh, is leading the league in scoring. Harden leads the league in assists. They would become the fifth pair of teammates ever to lead the league in points per game and assists per game since ninety one eighty two. So that's kind of an accomplishment, and yet we do not see them as a real title threat, which is crazy. And this I think, is, oh, go ahead. No, I I was about to say. Um, speaking of Joel Embiid, I saw a stat. I think him and Luca are the only two players averaging thirty three points per game. That would be the first time that's happened since, I want to say, Kobe and AI in, like, 2003. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Also, James Harden is hooping. He He is. is. He He is. 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 Definitely. Quietly. I think it's because we compare him to the old James Harden that we're like, oh, he's not. But, no, he's playing really well. I feel for James. Like, we're both, me and him are both overweight. Our games have changed over time. (laughs) You know, so I'm just playing with you, James. You're still the man, dog. You're just a little slower. You're just a little slower, brother. I'm just joking. Here's the last stat. (laughs) This is the last stat. This is the craziest stat. All right. So far this season, Ben Simmons has more personal fouls than made field goals. And yet none of us are surprised. Isn't that crazy? More fouls than field goals. I repeat, more fouls than field goals. If you hit you you can't think about this. With six layups, you'll have 12 points. <laughs> so he didn't make <laughs> he has more games with six fouls than he does six layups. I'm just saying. This is <laughs> Jeff Jeff is in shock. That's wild. I can't. I and can't he makes more money than that. 90% of the NBA. NBA. So Kids, your dreams can come true. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ooh, um, I just got one more thing too. Uh, <laughs> he's like the thing. Warriors, you know. <laughs> and another no, no, thing. No, 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 no. That is what I wanted to talk about. I let you talk crazy about the Warriors before, but we did go on a five-game winning streak. I think that's something that should be acknowledged. 
Uh, absolutely. If, absolutely. It, if it was the if it was you know, and how it has been like the Lakers or whatever, we acknowledge it or yada yada yada. Warriors deserve some love on that. Shout out to uh, Dante, my boy Divincenzo. I love that dude. Like, what a what a good asset to have on your team. He 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 fights every night. Um, I love I love his game. And uh, so one of those games was versus the Rockets. So th- technically, it's only a four game winning streak. They don't count. <laughs> We also didn't have Stephen Curry, and we didn't have Andrew Wiggins. We it's the Rockets, athlete, so, and the Rockets so still I'm have more road victories than you. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need the, you, to you, you have the games in front of you, JD. You know uh, the other four. The other four, so they beat Rockets, Minnesota, Portland, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Also, oh, all teams like on their same level. Yeah, yeah. So not that impressive. All right, bro. Whatever. <laughs> y'all want to hate? If y'all want to hate, y'all want to hate. Y'all can count us out. Warriors fans, we're also as Wiggins. We're gonna be good. I know y'all probably stopped listening a while ago, uh, but I would have too. I can't even blame you. But um, <laughs> maybe I'll just like clip this part and send it to you. As Warriors. As soon as Wiggins gets back, light the beam. All right, light the back. beam. Man, ever since the we're beam, back. the the Warriors haven't been the same. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the yeah. beam would be the downfall of a dynasty? Ugh. Nah, it's not. That's crazy. <laughs> y'all are talking. Y'all are talking wild. That right is. Oh, and crazy. the worst part. The worst part is if we turn it around. Even if we win another championship, it's gonna be like, oh, as you were supposed to. Like, <laughs> this stuff is so corny, bro. That is a good point. It's so corny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, a lose-lose, hey p- the playoff podcasts are gonna be fun man because yeah they're gonna be fun because we're yeah. gonna do, we're gonna have a lot to analyze we're going on the road we're going to all the playoff games yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. we're chasing the playoffs <laughs> we're, the, we're like the storm chasers but for playoff games we're just going to every one of them Sheesh. i'm yeah. just oh my yeah, god yeah i mean i would make it to like two and then be on the streets <laughs> i know right yeah <laughs> for real for man real. the warriors have really lost seven games at home and only won hey, seven bro, games you, on already, the road. you had your time bro this you is time. yeah if the warriors you played all their games at home, home they would sweep the playoffs they would this is incredible that is crazy Good. think about this man. the houston rockets we wouldn't even be talking we wouldn't even be talking like this if we wanted okc the other night we wouldn't even be talking like this <laughs> ifs don't count brother i'm sorry man <laughs> It's, so one one game, bro. One game. Listen, man. Listen, man. If you hit ten threes and lose, I feel for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you I'm... miss if you miss two free throws for game, I feel for you. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, feel for me. That was rough. All I can tell everybody, I made both of them. Yeah. <laughs> These next two shows, though. We're going to record both of them. Both mm. of them. And we ain't missing none of them. We're going right. to keep going. That's we right. We don't miss weeks no more. Can we get Can we get some love for our consistency, please? Consistency. We missed we miss the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that would be hilarious. That would. Eh. <laughs> we got to go back and edit Don't tempt out. us with a good joke, listeners. Right, <laughs> we got to go back and edit this that out. Might, uh, be fired. <laughs> But all right, y'all got anything else? Or can nah, we wrap bro. this thing? We uh, good. I think I'm out for sure.
Thank y'all for listening to another amazing episode of Bias Aside, if I do say so myself. LeBron, 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 um, LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, I forgot what I was even going to say, bro. Uh, like, subscribe, share it with your friends. Um, it's the only way that we grow this pod, so please do that. Uh, also, call in. Y'all got scary. As soon as we let y'all, we pass the mic to the audience, and the audience got scared. So if any of y'all want to stop being scary and want to say some basketball takes, or do you want us to just come on here every week and risk our opinions and our livelihoods up here, we'll do it for you. But I mean, if any of y'all want to step up to the plate too, we are, we are, uh, we're welcoming you to be on the podcast. I get it too. It takes some, it takes some real courage to share your basketball opinions, especially if it's something that goes against the grain. So I understand if it's like, you know, you're Grant Williams at the free throw line and the lights get too bright <laughs> when you t- when you press that record button. You're like, I don't know if I want to say it. I understand. But listen, it'll be worth it in about, the end. It'll be worth did you hear about end. what the audience is wearing? <laughs> did you hear about what the audience is wearing? Are they wearing shades? Are they wearing shades? Because <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the lights are too bright. <laughs> but that's the worst joke ever. And on that note, We out this thing. We out. Love (laughs) y'all. Tap in. Later. Later.